Uh, let's close our eyes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, this very morning, Father, we'd like to thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Father, to come in your house, Father, and to gather, Father, to hear you, for us to be able to hear your word this morning, Father. It's like we think, Father, that the praise belongs unto you, Father. Because even uh, you are the one who's only worthy, Father, who was able to die for us, Father. It's like John, when he says, Father, that there were, no one was worthy, Father, except you, Father. He looked into, into heaven, Father, looked on earth, even underneath the sea, Father. But there was no one who was worthy to open the book except you, Father. And the, that book, Father, the book of the seven seals, Father, is the book that today, Father, has our own redemption, Father, in it, Father. Because in that book, our names were there, Father. Our names were written there. That is why this morning, Father, we will be able to call ourselves our sons and daughters of your sons and daughters, Father. That is why this morning as we are here, Father, we are looking forward to looking to hear your word this morning, Father. That is why, Father, we invite you, Father, to come, Father, to take control of this service, Father. We commit unto you, Father, so that you will be the one who will be the leader, Father. Even here is your brother, Father, leading us with songs and worship, Father. May you be a blessing, Father, so that, Father, when we worship, Father, we can be able to create the same, the correct atmosphere so that, Father, you will be able to come and dwell in this place. Father. Because your word, Father, uh, there is a promise that you've given us in your word, Father, that you will never lift us alone, Father, but you will be with us, Father, even unto the end, Father. Yes. Even this morning, you, Father, you've promised us that where two, one or two, Father, gather in your name, Father, you will be with them, Father. Even this morning, we've gathered here in your name, Father, believing you, the Father, that you will come, Father, and be the one, Father, who will take this to save his forward, Father. There is, uh, our pastor, Father, is there in his office preparing the word, Father. May you please be the one, Father, who's going to circumcise our ears, Father. Father, so that Father, whatever's going to come out of his mouth, so that it will be the very word, Father, that you you, you provided, Father. Because we believe, Father, that your word, Father, is life unto us, Father. That there is no other life except your word, Father. And that with it, Father, with your word, Father, you will be we've been guaranteed victory, Father. Because we yes. know that the devil, Father, this day and, and age, Father, he's at his strongest, Father. But we believe that your word, Father, has also raised the standard, Father, so that we'll be able to combat him, Father, and to defeat him, Father. And we believe that with your word, Father, victory is assured unto us, Father. And may you please be the one, Father, who's going to come this service, Father, lead it, Father, in the name of the, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So sweet to trust in Jesus, just to Ha! 
Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise once more.
You must learn the song. It's a beautiful song. It comes from here at home. Amen.
Knights and Brother Masangu will be coming forth. And then while we 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 bow our heads, let us remember Sister Sharon Kulu's daughter is not feeling well. So while we pray for the offering, we will remember the little daughter. And then Brother Sbonello also is not feeling well, but he's around also. We'll remember him in prayer. Amen. As Valena Mesha. Siabonga Nkulunkulu. Ugba Sentli Niyako. Uba Sebkonen Bako. Siabonga Babungwele. Ungu Alpha, Ungu Omega. Umtali wakogonke, umtali wetu. Sikbonga gantele mangal sayo, stogo zile, schablile. Sia togoza gumnande mmoyendi yetu. Ugbano babo njenga awe. Kulungulu wetu, sizela gukwena, gukona gonke, ugupila. Yonke intongo siya mikona. Aguko okswela gala yogwena. Inga ako ushilo watuena, o aguko ongenze gikwena. Kupela ongenze igiti, koto wabwena gienzeka. Siza wena na mtlanje kisini, kakulu baba sileta bantuana bako. Naba sebaba litile nkosia mutatuwe tunga pilanga. Wena nkulu nkulu konezi ndaweni zonke. Sikela njenga manje, utu ingalo yako, enga finyeziwe kubisindi seifinyelele giena. Njenga manje nkosiame, asugu mapile, kubungu nkulu nkulu wezmanga. Sia bonga baba wetongwele na bantu anabako kumisukchabula noktogoza banga zinkosia mkutu banga leta npambu wako ugukulu yes. na kukoko ukobulu itu ugutisilete gwena bese baba wenu ya sebenza ngati tinasibe yubumba isandli nsako kipe mnigele nkosia misuge ntlizwe nzetu baba askononi sia bonga asazi nkosia msingatini Sibunga ngukhlabelela ngemilomo nangokunikela kwethu Nkosiyami sibunga wena umsebenzi uhlala uwenze empilweni zethu usaqhubeka uyawenzana namhlanje suku nosuku uyasiphakamisa isikhathi nesikhathi uyasakha akukho la usiyekelela ushiya khona sibongile busisa abantwana bakho Nkosiyami wazi ukushwela kwethu wazi ubuthakathaka bethu ngisho wazi nokugula esokusiphethe kulunkulu namandla sikhona landlini Piliso kulayo, unigeze loyo suilayo nkosiyami. Isitinga so mwenye no mwenye nkosiyami siya trela. Usenze, usaneli suspete nkosiyami. Sikela lukonke kamele nkosiyetu Jesu Christu. Amen. Amen. We may take our comfortable seats. While we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it's, a, it's a great pleasure once more to be here this morning. And then we, we are very happy. And hopefully we, have, we hope everyone is happy. And then um, we've got some clarity apologies here from Sister Sharon. As we have already mentioned, her daughter is not feeling well. And then, yeah, so 
Um, yeah, and then we welcome Sister Violet. I think he, uh, if she can raise her hand, uh, she's a visitor. God bless you. And then uh, see here there is a, is it non tantamnisi? If she can raise her hand, God bless you. And then also uh, Sister Nelisi Lentuli, if she can raise her hand, God bless you. And then um, Brother Daniel Nkosi, uh, so the brother where God bless you, sir. And then, yeah, so feel welcome. God bless you. Um, I think, uh, yeah, you see the sister just came now. God bless you, sister. And and then um, we we are happy, as we said. (coughs) And then, as we always say, we come to hear God speak into our lives. The prophet teaches us that... um, God is always felt in a human flesh. So when we, we hear the word, we hear behind the veil. And the prophet comes and say, we come here to embed our lives. And then, so we, we really appreciate every one of you. We appreciate once more the music. And then, uh, God bless you, sir. You are welcome. Uh, uh, yeah. What's his brother who? Taurai, yeah. God bless you. Uh, his brother Taurai. And he came with his wife and the little children. So we welcome them also. So God bless them. So without waste of time, let us stand on our feet while we welcome our dear and precious pastor this morning. Um, Let's sing welcome, welcome, Holy Ghost. Pastor is coming.
Amen. May the mic disturb to my greetings. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And we still believe that the devil is a liar. And then we believe that God is still keeps his weight. Amen. And we are happy to be identified with God. To be God's witness in the final hour. Amen. How many are happy to be on God's side? Amen. You're on the right side. God will never uh, disappoint you. Amen. Uh, Without uh, waste time, we can just go to the reading of the weight. And just hear what God has got to say. Let's read Genesis chapter 18, 1-8. And then we'll read verse 19. 1-9. Verse 19. Yeah, Genesis 18, verse 1-9. Genesis 18, verse 19. Let's read it. It reads in this manner. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. I, I, I want to read it again. For I know him. I, for I know him. No, for I know him. That's right. Can you imagine if God was to say, maybe Bram Toguz about you and say, for I know him Toguzis. Amen. I know for I know the body. Isn't it beautiful for God to speak such words? I think this, if there is one scripture that I think was a huge compliment to Abraham, was this verse. The devil must have looked at when God spoke these words and must have said, Wonderful. How how a a creator knows the creature. I know him that he will command his children. Amen. Brothers, he won't run away from his children. Uh, Abraham was a a present father. Amen. Amen. 
and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord, I the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Abraham does his part, God does his part. As we pray. Most gracious heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of mercy. As mortals acknowledging our insufficiency, Lord, we just ask ourselves, where would we be if there was no Calvary? Amen. Where would we be if there was no Sunset Mountain experience? Where would we be had you not sent the prophet in the end time? Where would we be had we not been message believers? And sometimes when we ask these questions, we know how far we could have gone from your will, dear God. But the reason we are here in your perfect will, it is not because we are clever, it is not because we are better people, it is because of grace, dear God. We are the beneficiaries of grace this morning. That is why the church sang in the manner that it sang, just to acknowledge your sovereignty amongst us, dear God. There is no God like you. And Lord, I believe it wholeheartedly because I've never seen you disappointing us at any point in time. That is why I can stand before these people this morning with full confidence to declare the treasures of the kingdom of God because I know I represent and I speak on behalf of the kind of God that shall never fail. And that is why whenever we come to the end of this service, it is my desire that every man and woman can look back and something within their soul can resonate with your weight, dear God. That if there are sinners, they should be reconciled with you, dear God. And if there are those that are walking in a perfect will, let them continue walking in a perfect will. But when we come to the end of this service, my greatest desire is that the devil should be a disappointed man and walk away and say there isn't much that I can do because here the people, as the scripture says, the people that know their God shall do exploits. Amen. And I believe that the doers of the exploits are gathered together this morning. And Lord, as I'm bringing forth these things to them, help me to help them to come to a full realization of who they are, dear God, as I commit every man and woman here to you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As we take our seats. Amen. 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 Uh, we are happy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And we think I hope God is still favorable to you. Amen. Amen. This this morning, we just want to speak about family. Amen. Uh, 
family as a as a as a divine institution. Amen. Amen. That's what we want to speak to about. Family as a divine institution. That's what we want to speak about. Amen. How many believe that family is important? Uh, do you believe that family is important? Amen. I hope you are not upset by your family. You don't know my family. Family is important. And maybe as a way of of checking what's what's important. You check what the devil attacks most. Whatever the devil attacks most is the very thing that God considers to be important. And family life today is under siege. And families are troubled by divorce. Realizing that uh, uh, divorce cases have skyrocketed in the last uh, decade. And there is crisis of roles in the family. Mm-hmm. Amen. A crisis in the roles in the family. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the role of a father, the role of a mother, there mm-hmm. is a crisis around those roles. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because the father is behaving like the mother, the mother is behaving mm-hmm. like the father. And in some instances, uh, because of the crisis in the society, uh, John and James are trying to raise the child. Uh, And it's not their child because they can never have their child, no matter how constitutionally right they may be. It's a child that they adopted somewhere. Amen. Because no matter how how madly in love a man and a man can be, they can never produce a child. And as long as they can do that, not that marriage is created for childbearing, but the children are a blessing to a marriage. Uh, uh, and there is never, there would never be any 
natural child that can ever be born by John and James. No matter how clever they think they can be. Because it is unnatural, it is ungodly and it is unacceptable to the economy of God. Uh, and another thing that a family is troubled by in the end time is the absenteeism of parents. And uh, today we've got a, a men that have got the ability to make a woman conceive but you don't qualify qualify as fathers. Because what it takes for a father is to bear a child and raise that child. And show the child an exemplary life because of the absenteeism of father of parents there is a breakdown of authority uh, within the family uh, within the family within the community and within the nation so uh, uh, I can I can go on and on Mm, the financial pressures of our time uh, has somewhat uh, put pressure on the family and a host of other problems. But uh, despite uh, the, the siege that the family is under, uh, I believe that what God intended to be the family to be, it shall be so. I believe that there will be men that will rise up that will be godly men that will give this world an example of what a family man looks like. I believe there will be a godly women that will, that will uh, carry the flag of the word of God and show the world what kind of a family should a godly family be like. Uh, I, I hope we are together. Can you believe that God will have a witness for every counterfeit you see there must be a genuine banknote somewhere. Uh, for every family that you see uh, that is being a misfit to the word of God, there must be a family somewhere that is a fit for the word of God. The, the, the thing is uh, a family, it's a, it's a passage of life that people come through. There is no one that can escape a family channel in coming to this world. That is, that is why the upbringing of people 
for it to be deformed, the devil will have to do something in the family that they are born in in order to deform them. And I'm cognizant as a pastor this morning that I can't have a strong church unless I've got strong families. I can't have a godly church unless I've got godly families. I can't have a blessed church unless I've got blessed families. Dysfunctional families will breed a dysfunctional church and the church will breed a dysfunctional community. I think it all starts in the family. And I'm glad that there is an answer for every family problem from the Holy Scriptures and from the message of the hour. And I think those that are parents and those that are going to be parents, they owe it to the next generation to make the right decisions. Because if they become godly, we are guaranteed that the next generation will be godly. And a believer is a kind of person that things uh, generationally and things dispensationally. Uh, I hope we are together. So that means a believer is somebody that has got a long-term view. He knows that the decision that they make today can have an impact in the, in the next 40 or 100 years from now. That's why a believer must think at the generationally. My prophet says in the message lifting him out of history in paragraph 10 he says now, now you know our Lord predicted such a time to come that there would be unrest amongst the nations perplexed of times, distress between the nations. We have tried everything that seemingly humanly possible to make it last just a little longer. But I believe that we are just running out. I don't believe that there is anything else that we can do about it. We are just at the end of it. We tried for a while on having kings and they wouldn't work. 
Then they try to democracy. It doesn't work. They try to dictatorship. It doesn't work. Each one seems to get just a little bit shallower shallower each time. As we stand at the great moment when anything could happen. It could be over in five minutes. Do you believe that? It could be over in five minutes that every nation would be laid to powder. We are at that time. Where ought the church to be? We have a home life crisis. It seems like the home life is running out into shallow water. It used to be in a home that the father, the head of the house, would sit down of a morning and would speak with his family and they will all take out the old family Bible and read just a little bit and all gather around the table and have prayer. We don't see that no more. And And when the day was done and mama had the dishes washed they would all gather in and read some more of the Bible and pray before going to bed. But we don't have that anymore. And as a result, the family is running into the shallow water. I think it is very important, especially as message believers, that we need to protect the family. We need to protect that the devil must never have a role to play in our families. And and I believe we've got it within ourselves to raise the kind of family that the message expects us to raise. Do you believe that we've got it within ourselves. And I'm of the view that God as God hates a divorce. And I believe believers should hate a divorce as well. Uh, We are not going to be part of the wealth statistics because we are not of this world will be part of the heavenly statistics. And the world statistics says uh, almost one in five of people that are getting married, they will end up in the divorce court. That's the wealth statistics. But the heavenly statistics says the one out of one of people that are getting married, which is 100%, they end up in the rapture together. Because 
I expected an amen if that is the truth. And if it is not the truth, see me after the service. How many, how many are willing to be part of that statistics? I, my wife and I are going into the rapture. If either I go through the grave or we both go into the rapture but the divorce will never be part of our vocabulary. Amen. We come from eternity, we stepped into time and one day we are going back to eternity. You know, you, if you and your wife, if you are the partners of eternity, the partners in eternity, and you come into time, there is nothing that a time-bound activity can affect the partners from eternity. I will repeat that so that you can really think in. If my wife and I are from eternity, there is nothing that can happen in time that can separate us. Because we were there before there were reasons. We were there before there were any other thing that is visible here on earth. We are just passing through life and going back to eternity. Uh, do you believe that? Now, uh, let's, 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 let's talk about, I read a scripture here about Abraham when God says, I know Abraham. Uh, sometimes, and especially in relation to last week's message, I believe it was a difficult message, I promise you. Today is not a difficult message. Uh, if, if one was sitting in church last week, maybe with, with uh, a sense of discernment that was insufficient, one would have come to the conclusion that hey, this church is a little bit oppressive on women. Uh, I want to say we, we are not oppressive to women. We, we believe in protecting our women. We believe that the strength of men is measured by their, by their ability to protect their women. We believe that real men are prepared to lose their lives before they can see their women losing their lives. Because all nations that have failed to protect the women would uh, have been severely compromised. Uh, somebody, and I'll come, I'll come uh, uh, if we can use an analogy. 
we are I'm of the view uh, uh, I'm of the view okay no uh, not I am of the view I've got this view that womanhood is 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 is, is how can we put it womanhood it is a it is a nation's field to produce a nation and if it is like a field then we need to keep the enemy out of the field in order to produce a good nation. Because if we love our vegetable crops, all we do, we make sure that there will not be worms on that field. In order to produce the right vegetables, we will kill the worms so that they may not destroy the field. We will use the best chemicals in order to purify the field so that the enemy should not destroy the field or destroy the crop of the field in order for us to produce crops every year and every season. And if the crop or uh, the crop is such of great importance, if it is the crop of cotton or the crop of cabbage or potatoes or beans or tomatoes, whatever it may be, if it is of such great importance that it would go to great lengths to protect it. In order to protect the destruction thereof. I, I believe that we need to go to the great strength to protect, the great lengths to protect the womanhood. But being cognizant that a man that that is not protected himself cannot protect a woman. A man that does not love himself cannot love a woman. A man that does not respect himself cannot respect a woman. Does it make sense this morning? I'm not intending to be too deep I hope somebody grasp where I'm going with this. If you, you get what I mean, I'm trying to bring the mean into the picture. Now, we have realized, especially and especially you uh, Africans, uh, you normally say other races don't respect you. 
whether a brown man or a pink man or a yellow man don't respect you a brown man will never respect you until such time you respect your family uh, I hope it, it sinks in uh, if if we become runaway fathers, we will never be respected by any person. Because we compromise a generation that is coming after us. I will upgrade my talk to spiritual realm. Bear with me. Are we together? Now let's let's make it in this manner. Uh, maybe on a lighter note, just to break the ice. I hear people are quite captivated. Uh, last Saturday, when I was preaching in that other church. Uh, after the service there was question and answers and there was a man that stood up and asked and said pastor uh, why are all women the same and i was listening i say what do you mean he says all of them are poor in keeping time uh, we, we come late to church because they will take forever in the house. My answer was that uh, all women are the same because all men are the same. Uh, how, what did I mean by that? I say a sister will wake up at half past five and cook and after she cooked uh, would prepare breakfast and will uh, uh, maybe bathe the children and later uh, will go back and make sure that they eat breakfast uh, and men is just sleepy maybe if they are coming to church at 9 o'clock if they are coming to church at 9 o'clock the woman woke up at half past 5 now Ubaba will wake up at uh, quarter past 8 and quickly go jump into the shower uh, five minutes is out and then he eats the breakfast that was prepared for him then he gets dressed now he stands outside and says when are you coming out Amen. You make me late Amen. but uh, the breakfast that he ate it was prepared by somebody who woke up at half past so I say women are the same because men are the same. Then I say I challenge you when a brother that you asked me. Tell me what do you do when we wake up? Then he smiled and said, Pastor, I give up. 
The prophet in the message, the invasion of the United States. In paragraph 48, he says, Every time that you break the morals of womanhood, you break the backbone of a nation. If that is the case, then there is a need for nations to protect. Womanhood. The things that we preach in this church can build a nation. Because we are the very people that object to the objectification of women. We don't believe that for you to sell a, a car tire, you need to make a woman naked to advertise a car tire. We believe that it is a de- degradation of women. A, a nation that respects its women would never make their women to appear naked on television advertisements. And I can tell you we'll take it even more further. We believe that certain jobs should never be done by a woman. Not because we undermine their ability to do them. But we believe that the nation that takes pride in itself should never allow women to do those things. Why would a nation want a woman to be a security guard and be there at night? It's not because we don't say she cannot do it, but our pride as a, as people should never allow us to allow a woman to do that. Amen. We, we don't believe in that. We, we believe that you cannot put women in the forefront of war. We believe that men should be in the forefront of war and die for their own women and children. 
that we undermine them, but because we've got so much respect for them. When Titanic was sinking in 1912, with 2,000 people on board, with only 42 lifeboats, 42 lifeboats, a, a man screamed and said, we've got 42 lifeboats. We will allow women and children to be the first one to go. Not because they undermined them. They knew that if you protect women, you can, you can have another generation through them. Another man said, it is unfair, why should we allow women and children? The captain said, the law of nature dictates that. Uh, that means the men that fail to protect their women and children have failed in their God-given responsibility. I'll come to the message hanging there. Now, because as men, we need to be men as it is dictated by the scriptures. Let me start with our young men. Our young men, there is an expectation from, from us about them that for them to show that they are real men of the message of the hour, they need to respect the sisters that they worship with. We don't believe that young men should go all around and plant in their own spirits in young men unless they've got an intention to marry them. We don't believe that a young man can buy a sister a gift unless you've got a desire to follow it through that will ultimately end up in marriage. We don't believe that our young men can, 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 can just go around and run around with girls. We believe that if our young men can become holy and lead holy lives, then our sisters as well will live a holy life. We don't believe that it's only a pastor's responsibility or the deacon's responsibility we believe that young men have got a role to play as well. We believe that the ultimate respect that a young man can pay for a sister is when that man takes a decision to make a sister 
his own wife without defiling her morals before marriage. We believe such a young man shows a respect not only to that sister but shows a respect as well as to the God that created him and the elders that are leading him. I hope we are together. And we want, through this message, we want to raise courageous men that when the world shows disrespect towards women, they can show respect towards sisters. You know that in the message, we take it even further. A young man is not allowed to kiss a sister until the pastor has pronounced them husband and wife. Why do we believe in that manner? It is because we've got a standard. And we want to meet the standard that the word has set. And why do we believe it in this manner? We believe that is what is giving the church a good reputation when young men live holy lives. Because a responsible young man before marriage will be a responsible man even in the marriage. Marriage doesn't turn a man to be responsible. If he was responsible, irresponsible before marriage, he will be irresponsible even in marriage. And I believe that men that we worship with they know the expectation or the price that they need to pay in building and retaining their families. Because as a pastor personally I believe that a young man is when is a young man is working towards having a family and after he has had family he works towards retaining a family. I hope you heard me on that one. A man has got only two chapters. And the first chapter is working towards having a family. The second part is working towards retaining the family. Are we together? Now let's continue here. Now because of the dysfunctional families, uh, we realize that because of parents when they are unable to manage their lives, then you've got different kinds of children that are coming up. Uh, you know, when a child comes from a dysfunctional family, and I, I, I'm a firm believer of this. The, the thing that will show that parents do not qualify to have a child 
or not fit to be parents is when parents exchange insults or shouting in front of children. Real parents, they know when to discuss on issues where they disagree. And real parents, their children do not know the time when they saw them arguing. Not because they don't argue, but because they know when to argue. Because they know that the best gift that they can give to their children is a stable family life. I, I hope we are together on this one. Because if that does not happen, Either you will have this type of children. Either you will have a responsible child who wants to play a hero in fixing the family problems. And this child, because of the negativity, negative environment that they find themselves in, maybe they would want to achieve better to escape from this negative environment. And some of you, you understand where I mean. When you've got a broken family and you've got, you've got you are this type of a child, there is a desire that when you grow up, you want to have a family that will not resemble your other family. And if we take it in spiritual realms, we say you are a cycle breaker. Maybe you saw your father abusing your mother, but you say, when I grow up, I don't want to be like my father. By so doing, then you become a cycle breaker. Or that child can become a rebellious child. He could be in school, it could be anywhere, he can be rebellious. Because of what is happening in the family environment. And the teachers are able to spot when a child comes from a family where things are not stable. Because they express a rebellious uh, character. But it does not mean that every time when the children go off the rails, it doesn't mean that the parents are not right. We've got godly parents that would want to raise their children in the right manner. But the children do not have an ear. So you cannot say the behavior of the child reflects on the parents. Are we together? So I can I can go on and on on that. But every child needs a safety zone. 
And our families must be the safety zones for our children. But for your for your family to be a safety zone for your children, it depends how you start. Because today we struggle with what is happening at the rooftop, but the problem is not at the roof, it's at the foundation. And you can help that as time goes by, our young men, when they approach the decision of a marriage, they adopt a casual approach. And that casual approach it becomes a stepping stone for the devil. I believe that if a young man is going to marry, he must have a standard of the weight. And today, the problem that we've got today, as time goes by, you realize our young men do not want to grow. We've got men that are children. But the, the nature dictates that a man must grow up. And I will say it for what it is today. Because today, yes, we can talk about going into the rapture. Yes, we can talk about having a a seat at the wedding supper. But as long as the lives of our young men do not have a structure, if I say a structure, what am I referring to? Life dictates that you become a, a, a child. And you become a boy. And you become a young man. And you become an old man. And ultimately you die. But if you become a child, and you become a boy, you remain a boy. You remain a boy. You die being a boy. A lot of times you'll realize that even the devil sees that as an opportunity to destabilize your life. I I hope this makes sense to you. You know, Brother Bram, in the message, we encourage getting married. He says, I wish they can marry young. That was the prophet's wish. But today, I tell you, I don't know what is happening. But I will tell you what is happening. The reason when we were growing up and we knew that we wanted to get married, me, I'm not ashamed I went to varsity because I wanted to get married. I, I wanted a job because I wanted to get married. Because why? I knew that there are things that I would never get unless I get married. But because young men today they can access things that belong into marriage without getting married, they don't see a need to get a job. The church here this morning. I mean, if you can get a pay without going to work, where would you go to work? 
If you can access things that belong into the marriage, why would you want to get married? Some brothers say they've got testimonies. Some have used the bursary money to get married. He knew that. <laughs> I would never kiss that sister without first paying Lobola and doing lili But a young boys can kiss today without lili lili. Then you wonder why they are not getting married. It's because they've got access. The difference between you and them is that you have done a lily lily. It cost you so much. Them, they've not done lily lily, but they're about right. <laughs> I'm allowing silence so that you can sink in. Amen. Amen. Do you see that the reason our young men are not stable in the message is because they are not stable in their personal lives? And at the core of it, they've got a disrespect for the female species. Let me read your quote. That was in 1963. In the message, Is Your Life Worthy of the Gospel? Paragraph 57. Paragraph 57. Listen how the prophet thought so highly of us as Africans. And look at how how much you have regressed from that prophetic compliment. Down in Africa amongst my dark brethren, I find the morals of them people higher than 90, 90%. Of the American people. 
Isn't that a compliment? Down in Africa amongst my dark brethren. I find the morals of them people are higher than 90% of the American people. He says why? In some of the tribes there, if a young girl is not married till she's a certain age, when, or when she's a certain size, and no one has taken her yet, then they know something is wrong. Okay. Now it boggles somebody's mind. What is this man trying to say? It tells you then that young women couldn't, couldn't wait long without getting married. What does it mean? Maybe you are looking and say, goodness, what's happening? It's because young men led responsible lives. Are we together? So that means they were getting married younger because men were marrying, not cohabiting or running away. How many young men today have got the ability before they speak to a sister and say, Maybe I need to go and speak to her parents. Fewer. You know that during that time, young women were inaccessible. But today, young women are very accessible. The reason young men were able to marry is because young women were inaccessible. The other time, I said to my wife, I say it boggles my mind. Then I say, you look at a young girl uh, she goes on the internet, internet and posts her BBM pin so that people can invite her. I, I say, she's not a lady. A, la- a lady you struggle to get even her number. What kind of a young girl that would post her number on internet? So can you see to a greater extent, we are born even our young women have let down the bus. And if our young men, young women can raise the bar, either these young men will come right or they will have to go back to the world. And today, Message believers, we are lowering the standard. People used to fall out of the church. Today, people are falling into the church. Amen. Listen to what the prophet of God says. 
He says when he was here, he says to the Americans, referring to the dark brethren, his dark brethren in Africa. Dark. Then you call them heathens. Because over there, they didn't believe that we even had a soul. The prophet says they can come here and teach people that call themselves church members how to live clean. He says, I was down in South Africa. And when he was here, there were 200,000 people that came to a meeting. He says, never found one case of venereal, which is sexual disease, in the whole trip throughout South Africa. He was in Johannesburg. He was in Bluefontein. He was in Deben. He never found even one case of sexual transmitted disease throughout South Africa. Today, South Africa leads the world with HIV AIDS. What has changed? Today, I'm told doctors, whenever a young girl comes pregnant and they do an HIV test, when the result comes negative, even the doctor gets shocked. And when they present to a positive one and say, you are HIV positive, they are not even worried. They can receive those news while sucking a stock sweet. Because why? They knew that their friends are already already affected. Our nation has lost morals when we are losing young people. But all is because the church lost its voice. What voice am I talking about? Sex before marriage is a sin. And as message believers, we need not to change it. We need to teach our young men you live a separated life. The day you get married, you commit to one woman, you raise your children until death. That's the kind of young men that we need. And that is the standard of the message. Now, today, our young men don't want to work. Amen. But they are saying they are waiting for rapture. Hey, who are you misleading? Let's read you a scripture. First Timothy chapter 5. Timothy chapter 5. Maybe before you read it, let me help you something. The Bible says there was there was no help made found for Adam. 
If you don't do nothing, you don't need a helpmate. First Timothy chapter five. Timothy is a slano. Verse 8. Verse 8. Let's get it on the screen so that we can read it. This one we read it as me. And especially for those who... Mm, brothers, let's go. <laughs> let's start from the beginning. We want to hear you. Let's start. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Infidel is a person that doesn't believe that there is God Filthy living person, infidelity. a heathen. That means, brothers, we need to wake up in the morning and work for our families. And provide for our families. And stop hiding behind that God will provide. He has already provided us with a brain. Let's exercise our brain to feed our own families. And when our families look at us, they must know that we are the little Jehovah Jairus. Following the great Jehovah Jairus. Our families must see God in us. We don't only need to talk about him, they need to see the God in us. Amen. We still together? Amen. And and you know, there's something that I like about especially uh, a black man that that believes in himself. I've never seen any young black person, a black brother, where they can say to him, Lobola is 50,000. Ati, <laughs> me, I'm not going to get married. Oh, that is too expensive. No. I've never. Real men, they don't care. They will make a way. I'm talking about real men, real godly men. Uh, but these days, they can say, hey, it's expensive, but go and buy an iPad. You know that when a man loves a woman, 
even if at their house they can say 50000 he will sell his car to get that woman he will never turn around and say it's too costly why do I know that for I speak about Christ and the church when the cost was that a life was required he never turned this way he said I will lay down my life for him and real husbands are like Christ. Christ. Are we still together? In closing now. Amen. There's few ways that I want to see. The media, the media would want to paint us as, as irresponsible men that would run away from their children, that would have uh, extramarital affairs, that will ultimately die because of sexual disease, transmitted diseases. I beg to differ as a message brother in the, in the message. I, I believe that in the message as men we've got a, a high standard. We may not be perfect, but we will struggle for perfection. And we will not allow to conform to the picture that is being painted about men. Because we are not ordinary men. We are Abraham's seed. And as God said to Abraham, I know him. We believe that God will say, I know him, referring to us. That he will command his household after my own commandments and raised his children to fear God and will pray together with his family and will be the first one to lead his family to church and not send them to church. Because a lot of times when you look in churches today, you've got more women, less men. Uh, and they've got various reasons why they are not there. But the message of William Brenham is bringing a new breed of men. And this breed of men that are coming will not conform to the world. This men will be godly men. These men are rapture oriented. These men will protect their children and their women. These men are kingdom oriented. These men will live true to their own wives. These men will respect their marital vows. 
These men will raise their holy hands and worship a holy God. These men will never run away from their children. These men will provide for their own families. They will wake up every morning and find a way to provide for their own families. They will fight for the survival of their own families. Because they respect their own families. And this man will influence young men to respect sisters that they worship with. They will not hesitate to correct their young men. Because they know another generation is coming after them. This man will pray with their families. Will not allow the media children. But they will personally commit in raising their own children. This man will not be prone for divorce. Because they are the men that keep their own ways. When God sees them, he respects them. Because they resemble his character. This man have got a high standard. Because they are the message believers. And they follow their prophet who has never divorced, who protected his own family, and was the man that I would want to preach to. That's what we need. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, and I saw it, we, we live in a racially charged society. Where I saw an article where you know I'm a very open pastor. I don't, pl- I don't preach plastic sermons. Where it was painted as that a black man is not good for anything. He is good for alcohol and sex, and ultimately shall die. And I said, It doesn't define me. I'm not like that. And it was in the middle of the night, around 3 o'clock, and I started writing uh, my own poem about my own self. In closing, I want to read you that poem. The title was Confessions of a Black Man. And you want me to share with you? As I close now. I said I've never been ashamed of being black. Never will I attempt to be anything but a black man. I refuse to be defined on terms of my ancestors' taskmasters. 
Neither will I change my accent to mirror someone's definition of intelligency. And I will readily and downrightly reject any religion that casts me as inferior based on the color of my skin. I will embrace my blackness in every forum that I find myself in. I'll conduct my business from blackness perspective and raise my kids to believe that to be black is not a sin. I'll not be apologetic for the color of my skin, neither for the texture of my hair, nor for the accent of my voice. And I will not hesitate to unfriend anyone who dares synonymize my blackness with mediocrity. I will seek to liberate my people from a demon of inferiority complex and make them believe that black excellency is not a sin. I subscribe to the eradication of intellectual dwarfism based on one's color of skin, and I vehemently detest the importation of other people's hair by my own black woman. I view the adoption of other people's mannerism as a betrayal of my own blackness, and I'm proud who I am and proudly do what I do because of my essence as a black man. I have no appetite to let go of who I am to please shallow characters. I'll serve my maker within the context of my original identity that he bestowed upon myself. I'll embrace my blackness as a gift from my maker, and I'll shun any misinterpretation of my blackness. I'll strive to advocate the growth agenda of my own people in every sphere of society. I'll not hesitate to disassociate myself from anyone who pulls down my people. I'll refuse the low standards that our youth set for themselves. And I will expose laziness that happens to disguise itself as spirituality. And I will boldly and unapologetically subscribe to the upliftment of my people in every sense. I will discourage the mistreatment of our women by my own brothers. And will reposition women abuse and as, ex- as an expression of self-hate by my brothers. All this I do and say because I'm a proud black man. A message believer. As we stand, just turn around and greet a young black man and say, be a godly black man. Let's lead our families, let's influence our young men. Let's be godly message believers. Let's wave the banner of the message in the end time. I have a father. He knows my name.
Poate nu, worshiping sau... Worshiping him. How many love him? How many love this message? And love this prophet? And love this savior?
Tamisa Makanda, Sivala Mesu, Kulungulu or Tandegayo, Kulungulu Moshe, Kulungulu Tembegile, Besnaya Gupi, Kulungulu to Tandegayo, Masna Suga Gue, Kulungulu to Tandegayo, Kulungulu Sitandayo, Kulungulu no Mosang as in Biloze to Kulungulu to Tandegayo. Sukulumile and Nigriaco, Kulungulo Tandegayo, Uguazile, Uding away too, Uguazile, Lapasia Sashulega Corner, and Kulungulo Tandegayo, Yingako Namoshaik Sin, and Kulungulo Tandegayo, Upindile or Kulumang and Nigriaco, and Kulungulo Tandegayo, Utisipinde and Kulungulo Tandegayo, Sweele and Green, Lapos Beggar Corner, and Kulungulo Tandegayo. Sisak Tanda, Sagwitimbile, and Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Mobile No Mosa, Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Sikataleles in Bilozetu, Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Sitando Bonga, Kulu, Siti and Kulunguluto Tandegaya, Gukola Pisnaya Corner, Mobamas of Pila Gu and Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Kulumen and Jelokulumenayo, Namoshek Sin and Kulunguluto Tandegayo, Mobile, we are standing. Kulunguluto tandegayo siya kulea ngosu chesu. Uguti lamazu atea kulendao ngulunguluto tandegayo. Apile giti, apile mzinyetu, apile kulunguluto tandegayo. Lapesamba kona, msebenzini lapesebenza kona ngulunguluto tandegayo. Siya kulea ubalamazu ngulunguluto tandegayo. Enzu msebenzi zimbilweni zetu. Enzu msebenzi kuma keluane. Enzu msebenzi ngulunguluto tandegayo. As it shall be in Zetu, Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Satan Uzitova, Nalogusa, and Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Ugutu Pindila was Sipalil, Tubel Fananali, Logutis seasons in Enginiaco, and Gulungulo to Tandegas Zozoena, Uspondis as Zozoena, Sikutaza, Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Sazo Buela is in the Venice Talaguzo, Seacule and Gulungulo to Tandegayo, about Tumele. Umongwele, Uba Obis Kulumi, Sagamova, and Kulungulo to Tandegayo, Kuloko Kulumile, and Kulungulo to Tandegayo, Sinigala, Kulungulo to Tandegai Bandalakos, Nigala in Nuguaco, Kulungulo to Tandegao, Sinigalam Dinuak, and Kulungulo to Tandegayo, Kulungulo to Tandegayo, Pindag and Kosuches, who Bonelele, Obasiazba and Kulungulo Bonelela, who Kogonga, Kulungulo to Tandegao, Sazo Pumas, Nabandanabako, Sipintis, Eodwa. Sipo Moyo Wato and Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Ovaslade Bukunin Bako and Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Mobile Lap and Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Stola Kona Mantla, Elapas Tola Kona and Gulungulo to Tandegayo in Taranipo, Siazwa in Taranipa Lizu and Gulungulo to Tandegayo and Angas Neta, Kepangulungulo to Tandegas Nigue Gulungulo to Tandegayo, Siakule, my Sapuma Pumayanati, Gulitic Kaman and Gosetu Jesu Christu. Amen. Just a few minutes uh, in the last part of our music service. We want to be our plane, we wanted to. It's at Harare Airport. Yeah, with three, three songs. 
to power our plane to go to Malawi. And from Malawi, let it go into Congo. From Congo, it must land to uh, uh, Kinshaka International. They will conclude with a song that says, The fourth man in the fire will not bow down. Three or four songs to power it out of Zimbabwe. Land in Malawi. And land in Congo. And Kinshaka International. Once it reaches Kinshaka, then you are disembarked. No, they can disembark. Amen. Till we see you next time. On Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Just checking.
I think learning in Devon is too far from Weedbank. Let's take a chopper and land in Kwandevel. But yeah, close to home. Amen. Then thereafter, we'll see you on Wednesday. May God richly bless you. It was wonderful to have you visit us. May God richly bless you. If you are around, you can visit again. We'll just make you feel whole. God bless you. Wamambala, we are Rula, Let's sing it with energy. Especially you, musician. The elder of this church is in the middle. And he's a treasurer. For him to buy you a guitar, this one you need to sing. (laughs) That guitar is easy. Ah, we are in a new life. Give me a new life. Let's go.